Legacy media journalists lose their mind over Pierre Polyev properly quoting a media report of what was feared to be a terror-related attack. Polyev said it was terror-related because that is what the media in both Canada and the U.S. were reporting on Wednesday afternoon when Polyev made his comment. Well, now Trudeau's legacy media are piling on Mr. Polyev and even saying that him defending himself against the media smear should disqualify him for running for prime minister. It's Fake News Friday. I'm Candace Malcolm, and this is a very special live edition of The Candace Malcolm Show. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the broadcast. We are live on both YouTube and Rumble. So if you're watching, please give us a like and leave a comment. Let us know what you think. Uh, of Pierre Polyev defending himself and whether you think that he can win with a strategy, with a tactic of taking on the media like he is doing this week. Okay, so the reason we decided to come live today, I'm back. I, I used to do the Fake News Friday every single Friday on The Candace Malcolm Show. I was off for a very long time on maternity leave. My family welcomed our third uh, baby in the summer, and I've been at home with the family, with the kids. Um, so I haven't been doing the show, but I am back doing it once a week haven't picked up Fake News Friday yet, but given sort of the whole brouhaha over what was happening this week with the first, the wild explosion that we saw in Niagara at the border, border crossing, followed by Pierre Polyev and Trudeau's back and forth in the House of Commons. And now this story that's really just taken on a life of its own. It's it's so silly. It's so pedantic. And it's really it really exemplifies some of the major problems that we have in Canadian media. So that's sort of the idea, the purpose behind Fake News Friday. It is delving into some of the major sort of structural issues with the legacy media. We have a media in Canada that, as you know, is funded by the Trudeau government, where one political party has poured hundreds of millions of dollars into legacy media newspapers. We know that they pour billions of dollars into the state broadcaster. And because of that, they get really favorable coverage. They get they get glowing coverage in a way that the other parties just don't. It's not fair. And I think it's important that we put a microscope onto it, explain what is going on um, so that Canadians can really understand how their media is not free, how we don't have a free press in Canada and how they really are bought and sold. Okay, so first let's walk through what actually happened on Wednesday. So Wednesday at about 1130 in the morning, I'm sure you've probably seen this many, many times by now, but all of a sudden there was a large explosion at the border crossing at what looked like US Customs. And we didn't really know what happened. People were saying it was an explosion. It was a bomb. We saw footage, just people's cell phones pouring online, uh, you know, explosion, looked like a fire. It looked like, so a guy's looking at his office. I've never seen anything like this. The car just exploded. Yeah, you can see the the person narrating that video said the car just exploded, right? So so now we know that this was some kind of a bizarre traffic incident where perhaps the individual who's driving, his foot got stuck on the pedal or the pedal was sticking and he drove at a very, very high speed into it. But if, if you notice that video, the individual who was taking it said it exploded, a car exploded. So he didn't say a car crashed into this car exploded. So we're operating under an assumption that there was some kind of a bomb. Look, in the world of media, the facts come in really fast when there's these kind of incidents. Everybody knows you have to take it slow, you have to verify, you have to make sure that things are correct. So everyone is sort of 
operating under extra special care not to jump ahead and, and make assumptions. Uh, but but journalists and, and people watching, people following along on social media and surely politicians and officials, police, uh, you know, uh, people who work inside the, the federal government who, who focus on things like public safety and, and terrorism uh, are, are looking into it, looking to, to gather clues. Um, we had that video that showed someone saying there was an explosion. Uh, eventually, what we did learn was that, like I explained, a car was just driving at a speed of 100 miles per hour, apparently, and just uh, crashed into it. We do have a bunch of footage. So like I said, pretty incredible stuff there. Cars just flying through the air. Eyewitness reports saying that the individual was driving at over 100 miles per hour, which you know is pretty incredible. If you've ever crossed through the border on a car, you know that it's mostly just a lot of moving very slowly, waiting in long lines, and not a lot of, of, of ability to even get going that fast. So it's it's still sort of hard logistically to wrap your mind around what exactly happened. But but that that is what happened. And like I said, you know, we we, we were reporting True North. Here's our report, um, which we were continuously updating, like many media do. No indication of terrorism in Rainbow bridge car explosion that killed two people. Um, you know, at the time, like I said, there were media reports uh, that said that there it was terrorism, but now we've all updated our story to say that there is no indication of terrorism. It looks like it was just some kind of a horrible accident where there was an issue with the brake um, and the accelerator on the vehicle. That's a sort of the operating, uh, that's, the, that's the assumption in this moment. But to go back to Wednesday afternoon when the news was still breaking, uh, Pierre Polyev and Justin Trudeau got into a little back and forth in the House of Commons. Like I said, the, the incident had just happened mere two, hour, two hours before this happened. And so there were really, you can tell by this clip, that they're just operating based on things that they might have seen, things that they might have heard. They haven't had proper briefings yet. And here is what that back and forth looked like in the House of Commons. Sir Justin Trudeau the is addressing this. We're going to listen in. Border crossings all across the country. It's a very serious situation, but we will remain engaged for the entire day. The Honorable Leader of the Opposition. Mr. Speaker, we've just heard media reports of a terrorist attack, an explosion at the Niagara crossing of the Canada-U.S. border. Uh, two people, at least two people are dead. One is injured. It is the principal responsibility of government to protect the people. Can the Prime Minister give us an update on what he knows and what action plan he will immediately implement to bring home security for our people? The Right Honourable Prime Minister. Mr. Speaker, this is obviously a very serious situation in Niagara Falls. Uh, there was a vehicle explosion at the Rainbow Bridge crossing. I've been briefed by the NSIA and the Minister of Public Safety. Uh, CBSA, RCMP and Transport Canada are all fully engaged in providing the necessary support. There are a lot of questions and we are following up to try and get as many answers as rapidly as possible. Uh, we are in close contact with U.S. officials and we'll continue to work closely with them. Uh, we will continue to be engaged. We will provide updates. Uh, updates I can give right now is there are four border crossings that are right now closed. Rainbow Bridge, Whirlpool Bridge, Queenston Bridge, and Peace Bridge. Uh, additional measures are being uh, contemplated and activated at all border crossings across the country. Uh, we are taking this extraordinarily seriously. And, uh, Mr. Speaker, uh, I will have to excuse myself now uh, to go get further, uh, further uh, updates and uh, work on this very serious situation. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. So that was a little bit of a long clip, but I wanted to play the whole thing just so that you could get a idea of how little 
these politicians really knew of the situation. So you heard Pierre Polyev come out and say media reports of a terrorist attack. And he was saying that because that's, again, what the media reporting. I just want to make this perfectly clear. So the incident seemed to have happened sometime at around 1130. I believe the first reports on social media that we started seeing roll in were maybe around 12, 1215. And uh, the, the House of Commons question period, which is what the clip that we just saw, happens every day. It starts at 2 p.m. From 2 to 2.15, there's member statements. And then the actual back and forth of question period starts at about quarter after two. So this is all Eastern Standard Time. So so again, we're, we're talking about uh, t two hours after this thing had happened. And and you can tell, you know, both both sides didn't have the full picture. That that's always the case with these uh, unfolding news events. That you don't really know what's happening uh, until until the dust settles and the, the 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 fog clears, and then you get a better picture, which is what we have now. It's been it's been two days since this happened. But even what uh, Trudeau said, the prime minister said he you know he he referred to it as an explosion. He said he was going to go get further briefed. He'd been briefed by all these other people, uh, all these agencies and organizations. He was going to go get briefed. Okay, folks, this is all just pretext. This is all just setting up uh, for what I think was probably the biggest moment of the week, which is Pierre Polyev doing what conservatives and people who support Pierre Polyev, which let's just remind the audience that he has the largest support out of any uh, federal leader. Uh, his party is, if there were an election that were to happen today, they would get a sweeping majority um, in the House of Commons. So Pierre Polyev doing what he does best, I think, which is he is presented a question from a reporter that he doesn't deem fair. And so rather than doing what conservatives have been doing for generations, what conservatives have been doing for decades, what conservatives have been doing for years, uh, which is just sort of shrug and accept the fact that the media doesn't like them, it isn't fair to them. Uh, Pierre Polyev takes a very different approach. Pierre Polyev has decided that when he is met with a media narrative, you can tell when a narrative is being presented, when it is being pushed, it, it's it's all already sort of preconceived. It goes along almost exactly with what the uh, liberal government is saying, what liberal politicians are attacking conservatives for. Uh, you, you can sense it. Uh, Pierre Polyev has a very good sense for when this is happening, and he just has no time for it. He has no time for it. He stops a reporter in their tracks, makes them explain, makes them say their sources, makes them explain exactly what they're talking about um, to not allow them to get away with the whole sort of pretense that they're putting into it, but behind the whole sort of loaded question, uh, pre preconceived narrative that the media is pushing. So I'll, I'll show you this clip back and forth between uh, Pierre Polyev and a Canadian press reporter. Just a little bit more background. Canadian press is a wire service. They write news stories and those news stories appear across the Canadian media, media landscape. So everywhere from the Globe and Mail, uh, Post Media, CTV, uh, you, any, any number of, of uh, websites uh, will have a subscription to CP and they will uh, share and report their stories. So CP is probably one of the wide, most widespread, most influential media organizations in the country. Many people don't know it because it's not a uh, front-facing publication. You can't go and buy the Canadian press, uh, but media companies buy subscriptions and their reports appear throughout the legacy media. So here, here is this back and forth between Pierre Polyev and a Canadian press reporter. Do you think it was responsible for you to call yesterday's explosion by the customs, by the checkpoint at the Rainbow Bridge terrorism when no U.S. or Canadian officials said that was the authorities said that was the case and when the New York governor also said there was no evidence to suggest terrorism activity? Actually, you're wrong. Are you a CP? Okay, so CP, by the way, CP, just for everyone's knowledge, did have to make three corrections for falsehoods that they put into a single article. I think that might be unprecedented. 
Um, I'm actually thinking about checking with the Guinness Book of World Records to see if there's ever been a news agency that has had to issue three corrections for patent falsehoods that they admit they had been made in one single article and now you've made yet another falsehood in your question. Um, um, where you are wrong is that CTV reported that the Government of Canada was presuming that the incident was terrorist. So, yeah, that was, and that's what I said in my remarks. You're right. It was a media report. But it's citing media reports and not... Which is what I said. In the House, I said there are media reports. And you think that's a responsible thing to go on, to make that, that kind of a, a statement at the time without speaking... What, what kind of statement? I didn't. I said there were media reports. That's the distinction we're making? Okay. No, there's no distinction. What I said, and I was right, was that there were media reports of a terror-related event. By your admission, there were media reports of a terror-related event. And that media report, according to CTV, unless you're questioning their integrity now, came from security officials in the Trudeau government. So do you think the CTV was irresponsible in putting out that tweet? Do you think it was a responsible do, comment do, to make in the House do, of Commons? Do you, that sorry, I'm asking, I, I have already answered that. Do you, do you think CTV was irresponsible to put that tweet out? That's none of my business. That's not for me to comment. Well, you just did comment. So, you know, I just hope you're not going to print something that you have to apologize for again. So I think this kind of thing is satisfying for conservatives on many different levels. Again, like I said, conservatives have always been pushed around by the media. They're always presented with these twisted, warped interpretations of the facts, always with the gotcha questions. And Pierre Polyev is really talented at simply turning that around onto the journalist. So one, one of the interesting parts about that exchange that I'll just note is that the journalist there is saying that asking Pierre Polyev whether he, he thought it was responsible to re refer to it as a terror-related attack based on a media report. So is it responsible for a politician to quote a media report in the House of Commons? Well, presumably that journalist would say that CTV is a trusted legacy media source, that they are reliable, that they are nonpartisan and that they are trustworthy. Therefore, according to the logic of the journalists, of course it would be <laughs> responsible of Pierre Polyev to quote the legacy media. But then in this instance, she's saying it's the exact opposite. How dare you quote, a legacy media report saying it's terror related that, you know, you're drumming up fear or you're, you're po uh, raising the, the public temperature or whatever the sort of underlying accusation is there. Uh, Polly have had none of it. Shut it down. Put the, put the questions right to the reporter and she just simply doesn't have answers because the whole point was it was a setup. It was a gotcha question. She was just trying to embarrass Polyev and he didn't fall for it. And instead he did, again, what I think so many I won't even just say conservative voters. I think just so many everyday people, so many Canadians who are tired of elite elites telling them what to think, elites mm -hmm. telling them what to say. I mean, we just lived through uh, several years of COVID lockdowns where the media were basically just, uh, you know, taking the government's word and using it to ram down our throats. They weren't asking questions. They weren't uh, holding officials to account. They were just the, the, the mouthpieces for these politicians, these elites. And I think, again, it's satisfying for so many people to see a politician just not accept the premise, just say, no, you, you can't come to me with this absurd line of questioning. It's not true. It's not based on evidence or facts. And in fact, 
where I got my facts from is you guys. I, I was just quoting you guys. Uh, and I think it's all very amusing. And so I did want to just get into a little bit of the details because there's still just so much sort of back and forth and accusations over this because it, it didn't just end there. Of course, that was sort of just really the beginning of it because after this clip came out and after it went viral, what we saw is the legacy media just lose their collective minds. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll just come out and straight say it. I mean, the, the way that the legacy media were behaving on X yesterday on the platform formerly known as Twitter was just so evident of the way that they behave, that they see a conservative doing something that they believe is outside the norm of Canadian politics. Um, it goes against their sort of sensibilities as a journalist that uh, the, the, the role is so protected and so safeguarded. And, and it's, it's, you know, it's so um, unbecoming to question a journalist or to, to, to turn it around and ask them questions or, you know, not to accept their premise. Um, and so what we saw was really what I would describe as a wheat fest on social media. So I'm going to go through a few of my favorite ones. You had Bruce Arthur from the Toronto Star. Uh, Andrew Scheer, former leader of the party, uh, shared the video. Norm Spector, who's a former uh, chief of staff to a conservative prime minister, Brian Mulroney, uh, posted it. And then you had Terry Glavin, who is a reporter, excellent reporter for the National Post. And he's not even a conservative. I believe Terry Glavin is a socialist. But anyway, uh, Bruce Arthur shared the whole thing. And he writes, just another grotesque day for the Conservative Party. Uh, he, he continues uh, here in a thread. He writes, so Pierre Polyev, in a truly scummy moment, blamed a CTV report for his assessment of the Rainbow Bridge as a terrorist attack in the House of Commons yesterday. The first CTV report didn't seem to have landed before Polyev spoke, but the Fox News report had. Um, I'll just continue uh, with this thread that he had here. He writes, uh, where are we here? <clears throat> Either way, the CTV story said the government was operating under the assumption that the explosion was terror-related, which was an operational necessity. It's very difficult from saying flat out, it's very, sorry, it's very different from saying flat out that this was terrorism. Pierre cited media reports. Looks like he cited Fox. Uh, I should say the whole... <laughs> Uh, a whole host of far-right influencers and pretend media were also flat out stating this was clearly terrorism. Just going to attach this to the thread and do uh, something else now. And then he has this whole thing, well, this theory that the CTV report came out at 2.39 p.m. Eastern time, but that Pierre Polyev spoke at 2.26. So I think this is like a gotcha moment. Uh, Bruce Arthur here is trying to say or maybe he is saying uh, that Polyev is lying, that Polyev was, when he said media reports, he was just talking about independent uh, media outlets like True North or maybe The Rebel, um, and that it was uh, Fox News. You can take that, uh, you could take that down now. Yeah, so so just saying that, you know, it wasn't real media, it wasn't the mainstream media, the trusted media like CTV who were reporting it, it was like, awful, terrible Fox News and awful, terrible independent media who he calls far right and pretend media, <laughs> which is kind of amusing. Um, and then and then he has it all sorted out exactly. He says that CTV report came out at exactly 2.39 and uh, Pierre Polyev spoke at 2.26. So interesting, uh, just the evolution of the of what the media were saying. So at first it was it was that uh, that the CTV story hadn't come out yet. Therefore, he was quoting Fox News. And that is like a sin in and of itself. Uh, I'll, I'll continue on with the legacy media uh, sort of losing their losing their minds. Uh, you had Andrew Coyne, who I believe these days writes for the Globe and Mail. He writes, I don't know who he thinks he's impressing with this campus Tory childishness, but they're probably already voting for him. 
Uh, likewise, uh, Tabitha Suthi, also from the Global Mail, she sometimes writes for Maclean's as well. She says the entire incident ought to disqualify the man as prime minister. And as a cautionary tale, Pierre Polyev is what happens when you mistake your mentions for your constituency. Uh, I, I don't quite think that she gets this right. I don't think that Pierre Polyev is like going for social media clout on this. Uh, you, you can take that one down, Sean. I don't think that I don't think that Pierre Polyev is really going for clout on this one. I don't think that he was like sharing that video in order to get likes on Twitter. I think that he really does understand his constituency. He understands that the everyday man, the working man in Canada appreciates uh, having somebody call out BS when they see it. Um, and actually, if you look at polling, uh, any polling done in the last, I don't know, six months, eight months, year, uh, you'll see that Pierre Polyev uh, certainly does know uh, who his audience is and his constituency. John Iveson in the National Post, he writes, he could lose this thing yet if he keeps behaving like this. Um, again, the legacy media operate on this assumption that they are very respected, that they are very, um, you, you, you can take that down shot, um, that they are very respected, that they uh, know exactly, uh, you know, everything that they say is, is trusted and revered. And the mere fact that a journalist would push back is just outrageous. Uh, my colleague and friend Rupa Supermania, who writes for the pre-press, and she has a show with us here at Turner, she pushes back against John Iveson, mentioning a whole bunch of leaders who, <laughs> she says, would beg to disagree. Uh, you could add a couple more, uh, probably uh, Donald Trump to that list as well. Uh, the mainstream is no longer dictated by a few elite opinion makers, but a large number of people who have their, this is a quote from Rupa, by the way, the, the mainstream is no longer dictated by a few elite opinion makers, but a large number of people who have their views on what's going on. Dismiss such opinion at your own peril. The reality is that a lot of people love Pierre Polyev's energy that is completely missed by our elites. I think that's pretty much hits the nail right on the head, Rupa. Uh, moving on, we have another uh, journalist in Canada. This individual's name's Les Perot. He's with Policy Options. He's the editor-in-chief over there. And he writes, it's a really good thing that I'm not in the press conference business anymore because the odds of me saying, Mr. Polyev, would you please grow up, would be extremely high. Um, Les Perot went on uh, with a thread where he said, I have the privilege of jousting with dozens of prime ministers, premiers, and opposition leaders from all parties over 25 years. I don't remember one of them acting like this and certainly not on repeated occasions. Chantelle Hebert from the Toronto Star writes, ditto, uh, ditto, simply that. It's interesting because, you know, that's probably true. I, I don't think that politicians in Canada have treated the media uh, with this sort of open disdain or disrespect that you see from Pierre Polyev, but that's probably because the media has changed drastically over the past 25 years. I mean, over the past five years, since Justin Trudeau started bailing out the legacy media newspapers, since he started giving hundreds of millions more dollars to the CBC, it's become you know, instead of a media press that is culturally left-wing and probably all vote liberal or NDP, but when they show up to work, they at least try to be professional. Um, that's completely changed. It's completely changed now. And we have a media that is bought and paid for by the Trudeau liberals who get their funding from the government. They know where their bread is butter. They know where their checks are coming from. And you can just see the difference in coverage. You can see the change that's happened over the last several years. And then add on top of that, the sort of elites know best mindset, um, the, the, the sort of changing of journalism. Remember, journalism used to be more of a blue collar profession where you had reporters working really, really hard, running around, uh, trying to keep up with politicians, constantly trying to hold them uh, to 
account and 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 pressing them and and being sort of adversarial. Um, and and now you you know the journalism profession is much more white collar, college educated, uh, people who spent lots and lots of time in universities, getting indoctrinated with left wing ideas, and culturally they're all liberal still so i i think journalism has gotten so much worse over the past 25 years um and then add on top of that the fact that there's funding so you know the fact that these journalists are lamenting uh pierre Polyev is not his fault he's reacting to it he's not the one that created these uh situations okay next we have uh luke Le Le lebron from press progress he writes pierre Polyev stood in the house of commons wednesday afternoon and labeled this a terrorist attack an fbi investigation has officially ruled out terrorism and now describes it as a traffic incident well yes that's correct and we learned that fact like 24 hours later <laughs> but you know the, the 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 time that pierre Polyev stood up in the house of commons was two hours after the attack he was basing it on preliminary information and that was based on media reports uh so so uh, good, good own there, Luke. Uh, too bad you missed the whole timeline. All right, we'll go through a few more of these. We've got Rachel Gilmore, who <laughs> is a freelancer, I guess. Uh, she writes this, how do you push back on the spot when Polyev outright lies to your face? Uh, when it's impossible to prove the lie without pulling out your phone and scoring timestamps. If one more person tries to say the reporters should better prepare themselves for an outright lie, I'm going to scream. Um, okay, well, I, I think that the, the, the criticism isn't that this, the reporter should have somehow been able to you know, shoot back against Pierre Polyev and say, no, you're actually wrong. Your you, your comment came 20 minutes before the CDV report came out. Uh, I, I think that the criticism of the CDV reporter, or sorry, of the CB reporter was that she was asking really, really loaded questions and trying to catch Pierre Polyev in a gotcha moment um, that just didn't really work out. Um, you know, she's talking about the timestamps and the time zones. We've got another tweet on that theme. Again, our friend Bruce Arthur from the Toronto Star. He says he's talking to uh, Nick Cavallis, who had uh, posted the CTV report in question, saying that it came out at 1.50 before the House of Commons question period had started. And you can see very clearly in the tweet that it said terror-related. Uh, Bruce Arthur goes, ah, ha, ha, even Nick is falling for the lazy screenshots that presume nobody understands the concept of time zones. Nick Cavallis, uh, of course, is a conservative uh, operative and a um, insider in the conservative party movement. So I'm not exactly sure whether that screenshot was on the Eastern time or the Mountain time, but basically the whole explanation from the left and from the legacy media was that the conservatives were lying because the CTV report that Pierre Polyev says that he was basing his comments on didn't come out until afterwards. Well, the only problem is that you can go, you could go right now onto CTV and you can see that report. You can see their first report. This is the updated version of it. It says two people dead in Rainbow Bridge explosion. Like I said, just like the True North story, right? You put the story out as soon as you have enough information and then you update it throughout the day to make sure that the facts are uh, up to date with the, the latest from police and from law enforcement uh, at the time. So you can see that the original story, it came out and it is timestamped right there. You can see it on the top left. It came out on November 22nd, which was Wednesday at 1.09 p.m. Eastern time, not mountain time, not Pacific time, but Eastern time. So it says it right there. 
And then you can see written in that report, it says the part that I have uh, circled in red there, sources did tell CTV News earlier in the day that the conservative government, that sorry, that Canadian government officials were initially operating under the assumption that this was terror related. Okay, so I mean, you can't say that that was based on a different time zone. You can't use that whole timestamp time zone thing. We know that their story came out at 1.09 p.m. Eastern because you can still see it. And you know that it said that at the time when the report first came out, uh, you know, citing government officials, they did indeed say that it was terror related. So this vindicates Pierre Polyev. This shows that what he was saying was true. And I tweeted so much. I, I put out exactly the facts. Pierre Polyev rose in the House of Commons on Wednesday and said there were media reports for terror attack. The House of Commons starts at 2. Pierre Polyev happen, uh, remarks happened around 2.25 p.m. CTV News, citing Canadian government officials, did indeed report that the Rainbow Bridge explosion was being treated as terror-related. Here's a CTV time slot, 109. So can someone please explain to me how it is Pierre Polyev who is lying that, you know, they were pushing this whole thing around that it was time zones or people are confusing a mountain time zone push notification or tweet um, saying that that was incorrect. Um, and, you know, it continues. Bruce Arthur is still, as we speak, uh, out there tweeting. He's saying, of course, Candace is now pretending not to know how the media works, ignoring what CTV contemporaneous reality say about when it was published. So, Bruce Arthur is talking about the fact that CTV put out a report today, basically calling Pierre Polyev a liar. They're jumping on this sort of bandwagon and saying that they put out their report 15 minutes before Pierre Polyev rose and stood in the House of Commons. Now, look, I don't know why they put out that report. I don't know why they decided to sort of jump into the fray of pushing back against a uh, conservative politician. It's, it sort of seems like that would be the liberals' job and partisan liberals. Um, but CTV is pushing in. Look, you can't deny the fact that their story says that it came out at 1.09 when I use various web engines to search back to see what the original news story would have looked like at 1.09. It appears to me that it does say terror related at that time. So it sort of becomes like their word against like screenshots on the internet versus Pierre Polyev. Again, I don't know why it is the media's role, why they believe it is their job to uh, defend Justin Trudeau to try to push back against a conservative, uh, conservatives defending themselves against a legacy media attack. It really is quite something. A final Bruce Arthur tweet right here. He says, lots of people struggling with the updated part of this page. This is a final version of a rolling story updated at 7.54, but CTV flat out told people that uh, they reported it later, no screenshots, um, but the dumb time zone screenshots are still being circulated. No, this isn't about time zones. This isn't about, uh, you know, trying to understand what the CTV, uh, why the CTV put out that version. Like you can look online and see that it came out um, at that point. But it's just interesting just to see the evolving change in the narrative, right? At first it was Pierre Polyev is lying. Then it is Pierre Polyev is trying to drum up uh, fear about a attack, about supposed terrorism um, that may be happening. Uh, next, it is that Pierre Polyev is quoting Fox News and how could he quote Fox News or independent media? Then it's no, these idiots have the timestamps wrong or that they're looking at the wrong time zone. Um, and now it's like people are struggling with the idea that news stories are updated. Well, the story itself said that the original report did say that it was terror. It said that that was coming from Canadian officials. This is all very silly. It's all 
it's all very sort of pedantic and you know arguing over tiny little things like really the legacy media spending an entire day arguing over whether a ctv story came out before 2 p.m or slightly after 2 p.m why does that matter the reality is that ctv did report on wednesday that this was terror Canadian government officials told the media that they were suspecting it as terror, that they believed it to be a terror incident. Anybody with eyes who was watching the situation, watching the facts involved in the ground, there was a lot uh, of reason to believe that it could have been. Thankfully, it turned out not to be. Thankfully, it turned out not to be someone trying to carry out an evil attack against our country or against Americans. Uh, sadly, it was some kind of a, an accident that claimed the lives of two people, a, um, a married couple in their 50s. Um, but you, you can really just see the sort of pettiness, the immaturity, the obsession that the media have over trying to discredit a conservative leader, over trying to embarrass a conservative leader, over trying to create a narrative around him that just happens to coincide with what the liberals are saying. And you can see them all coming out to bat uh, for their friends, uh, for their hero, Justin Trudeau. So. I don't think we should waste any more time on this silly story. I tried to explain it um, the best I could. I think it is quite silly. But look, folks, uh, I think it's really important that we spend time looking at what the media is doing, watching them with a microscope, watching the way they operate, the way they behave. And frankly, I think that it's a little bit of a breath of fresh air to see a politician like Pierre Polyev push back, fight back say no to their narrative, call them out on their nonsense, call them out on their BS when they're trying to twist the truth or trying to you know, argue over tiny little details that nobody cares about. No, look, we thought it was terrorism. It wasn't. Let's all move on. Uh, I'll leave it at that. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. This has been a live edition of Fake News Friday. I'm Candace Malcolm, and this is The Candace Malcolm Show.